Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. So far in our study on the covenants, we've looked at the covenants that God has made with Adam, with Noah, with Abraham, and with Moses. And as we've seen through the study, we understand that every one of those covenants or agreements or partnerships that God has made with man, man has consistently and faithfully failed him. So that if God wants these partnerships to work, he's going to have to do it himself. But yet was man created with a purpose from the beginning to walk in partnership. So how is God going to get around this? How is he going to fulfill these covenants and show the devil that he has not won over on him? He's going to do it by sending Jesus. God himself will come in the flesh as a man. He will fulfill the terms and conditions of the covenant himself but he will do it fully through humanity. He will be something different than has ever been seen, a new creation, a new Adam, and he will fulfill all the promises and ordinances where we failed them. Jesus said in the New Testament, think not that I have come to destroy the law or the ordinances of the covenants. He said, I have come not to destroy them, but to fulfill it. I suppose that if we were to record all the ways that Christ succeeded where we had failed, there would not be time enough in a life to do it. But today let us look at some of them as we come to a conclusion of our study on the covenants. Jesus not only obeyed the covenants, but he actually made a way to release his grace to us to walk in the fullness of his commandments also. He fulfilled the covenants, and then he gave us a new one with new commandments. And we will explore that in depth in the next lesson. But first, let us revisit how Jesus completed and fulfilled the previous covenants. First, the Adamic covenant. Remember, the first thing that God told Adam was to be fruitful and multiply. And then we see when Adam and Eve disobey and come into agreement with the enemy, they break their covenant with God and come into covenant with him. We become subservient to him and therefore subservient to sin or his influence. So that from that moment on, we see that the fruitfulness of both Adam and Eve is corrupted. Eve does produce good children, but she produces bad children also. Adam does produce good fruit from his fields, but also thorns and thistles. There is a corruption. There is a mixture in the midst. It's not a pure seed anymore. The enemy has sowed deception into it. And so God tells Eve that her seed will come one day and crush the head of this serpent. That the serpent will bruise his heel, but the seed will bruise the serpent's head and will come out victorious. So now we fast forward to Jesus, who is that promised seed for us, the new Adam, a fresh start, uncorrupted by the lies of the serpent. And what does he do through us? He spreads and multiplies spiritually. The seed is represented in his very spirit, which is the very spirit of truth. The Bible tells us that there is a spirit of error and a spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. It is that pure seed, that word of God, that when you receive it into you, 
it produces the peaceable fruits of righteousness through you and is spread throughout the earth. But the error, that is from the enemy. That is the lie and the deception, the pride, the corrupted seed, the lies of the enemy. See, before Jesus, we didn't really know what to believe. Each man individually could not receive personal communication and revelation from the Holy Spirit. They had to trust in what was written on stone tablets or what was taught to them by a man or a priest. But Jesus came to release the truth to us, and now we have the choice to believe or receive what he said by faith. We have to believe what he had to say because he was speaking not of his own will, but what the Father told him. So that on the day of judgment, we will be judged by every word that was spoken by Jesus. Did we believe it? Did we receive the pure seed? Did we let it take root in us? Did we let it make us fruitful? Did we multiply it? The Bible says that to communicate and to do good, forget not. For with these sacrifices, the Lord is well pleased. Produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit of Jesus. In fact, Jesus said, this is the only evidence by which you will know that a man truly has his spirit or has received the pure seed. So Jesus did what the first Adam didn't. He believed the words of God. And relayed a perfect demonstration of what that looks like to his children. Whereas Adam disobeyed the voice of God, he did not demonstrate faith. He passed that sin on generationally unto his children. But Christ, as the second Adam, came and obeyed every word of God with his very life. And likewise has passed that, that faith, in what God has to say by his own demonstration down to his spiritual children. He is the second Adam. He succeeded where the first one failed us. In John chapter 15 verse 1, we see how Jesus continually taught us about the importance of our fruitfulness. That was our first commission and it has carried throughout creation. Though it is now more focused on a spiritual manifestation. Jesus said, I am the vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not good fruit is taken away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. But I caution you to abide in me and I in you. Remember, he is the word made flesh. We have to hold on to what he said. Keep it within us. And we've got to continue to live it and demonstrate it just as he did as an example for us. He said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit in and of itself, except that it abide in the vine. Therefore, no more can ye except ye abide in me, for I am the vine. In other words, if you are grafted in, you've got to stay connected. That truth, that virtue, that grace, that voice, that leading, that strengthening has to continue to flow through you from the root, from the source, from Jesus. You can't do anything separate and apart from him or what he taught us nor what he continually speaks to you in his daily leading in the prayer closet. And what he speaks to you daily in the rhema will never contradict what he spoke to you originally in the logos, for he will not contradict himself. But you've got to be willing to be connected and draw 
to get in his presence, to walk with him in the garden in fellowship, which is what we were created for and what Jesus came to suffer, sacrifice, and die to restore. That we might be able to come boldly before the throne of grace, that he might restore the children unto the Father and the Father unto the children. Again, this ministry of reconciliation. He came to restore fellowship and to fulfill the terms of the first covenant. He said that if you abide in me and I abide in you, then you will produce much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Yet if a man abides not or remains not in me, then he is cast off as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, then ye shall ask whatever ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is the Father glorified, that ye may bear much fruit, and so shall you be my disciples. For as the Father hath loved me, so hath I loved you. So continue ye in my love. He said, if my words abide in you. Remember, this is what happened in the garden when God spoke to Adam and Eve. They believed, they knew what was right and what was true. But then when the enemy started speaking, they chose to trust him. Instead, they put their faith in his words, in his promises, in his intellect, and they came into covenant with him. And remember, the Bible says that two cannot walk together unless they agree. That God will not share his glory with another. You can't have a mixture. You choose. You walk with the king or you walk with the serpent in the tree. You cannot serve both. Jesus said no man can serve two masters. You will cling to one and hate the other. You may not say it, you may not think it, you may not even fully realize it, but you can't have both. You can only be married to one, and you will, my friend, be fruitful and multiply for one of them. The seed that you believe is the fruit that you produce. That's why Jesus said, you will know the tree by its fruit. The other key point of the Edemic covenant was to subdue. Adam and Eve were told to take dominion and to subdue the land. Jesus, again, fulfills this spiritually for us and then gives us the commission and the ability to continue walking in it until he returns for us. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 14, it says that Jesus by his blood hath blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which is contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. In other words, the ordinances that were spoken against us that stripped us of our place, our purpose, and our kingship because of the agreement that we had with the enemy. Jesus takes that completely out of the picture and nails it to the cross in crucifixion and death because that the original ordinance from creation was that if you sin, you will die. So therefore, do we die with Christ? We are baptized but then we are also raised to newness of life. So that ordinance is fulfilled and done away with and nailed to the cross. It's crucified. And the Bible says that when this happened, that Jesus spoiled or disarmed the powers and the principalities, and he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them 
in it because you see that God understands that the reason that we are damned to the judgment of this ordinance was because that we were tricked, that we were deceived by that serpent in the tree. So God found a way to save us from it. He found a way to nail it to the tree. Satan was jealous of the authority, the power, the dominion that was given unto God's human creation. And so while they were yet children, he deceived them and took it from them and made them guilty of a judgment that they did not fully understand, nor did God intend or desire to put on them. So he placed it upon his eldest son. He took the punishment for us and redeemed us back into the family again. Where Adam failed in the garden, Jesus came to that place in the garden of Gethsemane. And he fell on his knees and he cried, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Even when it doesn't make sense to me, we've got to be willing to trust the words that he has spoken. To trust his plan for us. To trust his love. That it is for the good. And that it will work out for the best. That many might be blessed in the long run. And not just us in the moment because Adam and Eve saw what was pleasant in front of them in the garden that day and they grabbed to receive for themselves they stepped out in self-will in self-gratification in the lust of the flesh they did what they thought was best and they messed everything up for everyone Jesus did what the father said was best he gave up that self-willedness Even though it seemed in the moment that it messed everything up for him, he had to trust God that it was going to work out for everyone in the end. And him most of all. Because when we stand in obedience to the Lord God Almighty, he receives glory, but we receive some with him. Jesus paid a very high price to teach us this. Lord, give us the strength and the wisdom and the patience, and the discipline to be able to teach this to others, not the least among them, our own children. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, therefore, we are the ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled. God, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So my friend, because of what Jesus did, we can choose by faith to die with him, to release that old spirit or that corrupted seed, all of those lies of the enemy, and receive a new spirit, Jesus's. And all of the grace and power and truth that it makes available to us. Resurrected as new men and women 
children of the kingdom. No longer slaves to sin, but free men, free from the curse of death with a new heart of flesh in them. A fresh start, a new creation. Thank you, Jesus, for this was prophesied even from the times of the old covenants. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25, God told us through the prophetic voices of the past that he would come and sprinkle us with clean water and that we would be cleaned from all of our filthiness and from our idols. A new heart, he said, also will I give you and a new spirit, and I will put it within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and then you will be caused to walk in my statutes, and to keep my judgments, and to do them. The Holy Spirit was not given us to make us exempt from this covenant. It was given to us to empower us to fulfill the ordinances of it. To be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue, to have dominion to be planted in the truth, and to no longer be subdued by the lies of the serpent. Pluck out every weed, every thorn, every thistle. Break agreement with every pride, every lie, and every deception. Seek, receive, believe, and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit of Jesus and every word that he sacrificed to release to us. We thank you, Jesus, for your teachings and for fulfilling for us this covenant perfectly. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.